Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuta, along with Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson, we're getting you ready for the upcoming NFL Draft position by position. Before we get started today, I want to remind everyone that uh, all these videos are going to be available on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. The audio can be heard on the Triple Take podcast and on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, if you'd like to subscribe to that Triple Take podcast, you can do that wherever you download your favorite on-demand audio content. Guys, we have a fun group today, the Edge Rushers, the guys that get all the sacks and all the glory and end up wearing the turnover chain and whatever other school tradition there is to uh, have some fun with on a Saturday afternoon. But I, I want to give people a little context out there before we start today. Now, the way I do this stuff is I look at highlights. If you listen to a Daniel Jeremiah or somebody of that ilk that is way deeper into this stuff than I am, they'll talk about evaluating games, okay, looking at three, four, five games that a guy plays. I look at his highlights, and it, it reminded me of watching Bill Walton doing a college basketball game, and it was one of those Hawaii tournaments where the guys are doing two or three games in a row, and the play-by-play -play announcer is real excited, and he's talking about this kid that's going to be playing in the upcoming game, and Bill Walton says, oh, have, have you seen him play a lot? And the play-by-play -play guy says, well, I've seen the highlights. And Walton says, did you ever notice when they run a highlight, invariably the ball goes in the basket? <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is I am seeing these guys for the most part at their best and trying to compare best on best. Uh, you know, there's obviously more to it than that. But, uh, boy, Dale, if you're looking for highlights, uh, this group has provided it. No Chase Young on the highlight packages but uh, a lot of playmaking. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the, you know, what teams are built around uh, in today's NFL, your edge rushers. How can you get to the quarterback? How many times can you get to the quarterback who gets to the quarterback? And so we we've seen at least one edge rusher taken in the top 10 every year since 2012. Now, maybe this year we don't get that uh, because I don't know, as you said, that there's a clear cut number one guy. And part of the reason for that is because some of these guys opted out. Um, you know, and so, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how high those guys go. And then you look at some other guys, like my number five is Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. And in three seasons, he had 10 and a half sacks. Now, I think he'll test really well. And he was a high, highly recruited guy. But with him, where was the production? You know, that, that's, the, that's the, the, the question I ask. But I do think that somebody will take a chance on him because I think he'll test well athletically. And he'll say, well, maybe he was misused at Michigan. And, and there's some of that as well. I mean, he's a 6'3", no. 270-pound guy. So sometimes you kick him inside and do things like that with these guys. Uh, but I think a team will put him uh, – a 4'3 team will take him, put him on the end and say, go get the quarterback. And I think he'll be a more productive pro than he was at Michigan. Yeah, you know, this class in general, there isn't the Chase Young, Miles Garrett, Bosa brother. You know, there isn't that standout clear number one. There's six, seven, eight guys that we'll probably list because I think every list would be a little bit different in how you shuffle these guys. But boy, there are some athletes and it'll be interesting to see how the NFL you know, views that. Can I get my hands on this guy and turn him into a star? And pays a perfect example. He's my number three guy. And a lot of it's just of what he could be. And surprisingly, he didn't make my list. Matt, let's uh, stick with you. Who's your number five guy? My number five is Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. And um, he was suspended to start the season. So he only played in six games, but they were really good six games. 
He's only listed at 247. I'm curious what he weighs in whenever, whenever that pro day comes around because he plays a lot big, a lot bigger, a lot vi- a very violent player, uh, very physical, heavy hands, plays the run well, good flexibility. I, I like this guy a lot. I went with uh, Patrick Jones, the second of Pitt, a uh, guy who not only gets to the quarterback – uh, but gets the ball out when he gets there. And uh, he he got uh, a lot of acclaim during Senior Bowl week for having a number of moves, a number of tools in his tool chest. He's not just a one-trick pony in terms of his rush. Now, he didn't have uh, a great week of Senior Bowl practice, according to the analysts, but he did have a sack in the game. He's, I think he knows how to get to the quarterback. Dale, you mentioned Pays, your number five. Uh, Joe Tyron from Washington, your number four. Yeah, and, and, you know, he had a monster season. Tryon, excuse me. Tryon, yeah. Uh, in 2019, uh, as a sophomore, uh, just I think he had 12 sacks or something like that. or eight. I'm sorry, eight sacks in 12 games, and then opted out last year. Uh, but he's 6'5", he's 252, he's real athletic. The only thing that you question about him is, is okay, what is he? Because he's only done it for really one year. Um, you know, so I, I think there's some a lot of upside there to, 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 to Matt's point. Uh, would have liked to have seen him play in, in 2020, in 2020 uh, but we didn't get to see that. So his uh, his pro day is going to be very critical for him. I think he'll run well. I think he'll test well. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of, uh, you know, who takes the chance on him. Um, you know, I, I think he could be used as a 4-3 end, but I think he's a better fit as a 3-4 outside linebacker. And again, at 6'5", 252, that's a pretty imposing outside linebacker. Yeah, I like try on quite a bit as well. As I mentioned, there's a handful of these guys that could have just missed our, our list. It was hard to narrow it down to five. I think you guys are going to be a tough, give me a tough time on this guy. Uh, my number four is Jason Oway from Penn State, and zero sacks this past year. I mean, there's he no denying that. sacks last year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he just started playing football in 2016, though. He is a long basketball type build. Boy, is he twitchy and unbelievably athletic. I mean, you're going to have to get him to the right position, coach, and all those type of things. But if he hits, he is going to hit huge. I think, though, that, you know, to me, Matt, there's an art to be able, being able to finish on these sacks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to me, to, to teach a guy to do that at the pro level uh, when he's playing against better guys, I, you know, I want to see a guy like that dominate. Uh, and to have no sacks in a season, I couldn't put him in my top five. Yeah, no, I get that. My number four is uh, Aziz Ojolari of Georgia, who is uh, really an active guy. And uh, if you guys haven't picked up on this by now, whether you're you're tuning in or, or you two guys that I'm working with, you may have noticed I get a little enamored with the highlights sometimes. <laughs> and there was a sack uh, that Ojolari had against Tennessee where, you know, they try to, try to dip under the James Harrison, get under the offensive tackle. He went down to one knee like Sidney Crosby on a one-timer, got under the tackle, and then shot up, collapsed on the quarterback, separated the ball, and then fell on it. And I was like, okay, I've seen enough of this guy. Yeah, he's really bendy and athletic. Uh, has a nice uh, – you know, I think he he's he's one of these guys. I have him at number three. Uh, he, you know, he's only 240 pounds, but I think he'll get stronger. But to your point, that athleticism around the edge is really intriguing with him, uh, the ability to, to bend like that. Uh, not everybody has that. And it's a nice tool to have in the tool chest to be able to uh, duck under those big tackles and get to the quarterback corner quickly. He's like a, he's like a Porsche. He corners well. Yes, he does. And 
really the the athleticism is what really stood out with me. Uh, the band, every all those cliche scouting terms you hear. He's he's got those boxes checked. Matt, you've got Quiddy Pay as your number three. Uh, Dale, you went with uh, Ojolari. Uh, I've got uh, Jalen Phillips from Miami. Uh, this year's number fifteen from Miami. It's easy to get them confused if you're talking about the last two years, but uh, this guy was uh, a lot of fun to watch. Not, not a ton of experience. Didn't play much in two years at UCLA and then transferred to the hurricanes. And uh, boy, did he have a year. Uh, I I haven't noticed a guy that's this productive from the backside in a while. And uh, I think that's, that speaks well to his motor and his relentlessness and, and his ability to stay with the play and, and not quit on it. Yeah, Mike, I had him number one. I mean, it wasn't by leaps and bounds, but I thought his tape was the best of all these guys this past year. Transferred from UCLA because of medical issues, so that needs to be examined. But, hey, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm just watching these guys on tape. And, boy, he is a tremendous football player. He's big, powerful, long, and really played well this year, as you mentioned. Yeah, I think when you look at the – you know, the, we're going to talk about his teammate here, Gregory Rousseau, as well. I had Phillips at two and Rousseau at one and Rousseau had the monster season in 2019 and then opted out and Phillips came in and picked right up where Rousseau left off. And they're, they're, they're very similar in size. Uh, you know, they both get to the quarterback really well as, as well. Uh, I do worry about some of those injury issues uh, with Phillips. It was, it was a wrist injury uh, that he had in a moped accident. And then he had three concussions as well, which is going to need to be uh, checked out and, and cleared medically. But uh He's a heck of a, a football player. And again, I'm weighing that production, uh, you know, eight sacks in 10 games. Uh, he can get to the quarterback and you, you saw it. I Could you imagine what Miami's defense would have been like mm. had they had both of those guys at the same time? Well, they would have to figure out who was wearing number 15. But once they got beyond that, they could have put one and a one and one and a five and just yeah. meet at the quarterback constantly. <laughs> Matt, is that some kind of sacred number at Miami? You remember anything from your scouting days? Is that uh... – I have no idea, to be honest with you. I mean, it, I doubt it's a coincidence, though. No, that has to be something to it. Uh, my number two is uh, Carlos Basham Jr. from Wake Forest. Just I couldn't get past the production and how fast and how hard he plays. Uh, really like him. And uh, Rousseau, uh, the aforementioned Gregory Rousseau, is my number one. Dale, you've got him at number one. Matt, you've got him at number two. The thing that uh, I couldn't get past watching him was the the length is unbelievable. Now I don't have a measurement of his wingspan, but he, he looks like a pterodactyl. There's yeah. a lot of pictures and video of him celebrating with, the, you know, <laughs> arms wide open, uh, celebrating a big play. You need a wide angle lens. I mean, I can't count the number of times I'd watch a quarterback or a running back cut inside of him and think, okay, the guy's by him, but he's not because he can reach out like, what was that fantastic four, the rubber guy? He would just stretch his arm out. Absolutely like that. I can't, you know, the measurables, uh, I, the number doesn't do anything for me. Just watching it, the old eye test. Man, it's hard to get past this guy because well, he's, like a lot of reach. he's like Ted Hendricks. I mean, you're talking about 6'7", 253 pounds, and he's, he's still growing. I'm going to be real interested because he did opt out last year to see what he comes in at. At, 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 at Miami's pro day. Is he 260? Is he 265? Because he showed up at, at Miami a few years ago as a 222-pound freshman. He was, he was a wide receiver. Wide receiver, yeah. I mean, you know, this there's some Joey Porter-type tra- traits here. That Porter was a wide receiver when he went to Colorado State. 
So, you know, he, he has that kind of athleticism that, you know, I'm surprised they didn't make him a tight end to be quite frank with you, but then they probably watched him get, you know, 15 and a half sacks in 13 uh, games, two years ago. It's more fun to watch him tackle people, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, he just basically reaches into the backfield, grabs him and pulls him down. He's a unique prospect though. He's second on my list. Um, I wonder if he should have gone back just because he was a receiver recently, but boy, he had a monster year. The last we saw him, the length just jumps off the screen. As you guys said, I don't think he's super twitchy. I mean, he's kind of a build up speed guy. Um, kind of like a Jason Pierre Paul almost, you know, but which is fine. He has that length to keep people off his body. They bump him inside a lot too. And have oh, him yeah, rush see him rush over the, over the center. There's yeah. Some, right. Some right. Taylor type traits here as well in terms of that length. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when you look at it that way, uh, I think he's going to be a really special player. But the question is going to be, where do you take him? You know what I mean? Because you didn't see him play last year. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the question of the year, isn't it? I mean, across the board, these guys that uh, played a couple games or didn't play at all. What, how do you how do you evaluate that versus how you evaluate guys that are coming off of full seasons? Uh, I guess if you, if you did it, you can do it. But I guess now that Matt, the scouts got to ask, can you still do it or can you do it better? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's obviously going to be a really difficult year for those type of things. You know, it's a long time since we've seen him play football late, you know, last and you know, all the other obstacles that you have every other year, they're just compounded. Well, as far as you know, uh, even though he opted out, Rousseau's arms didn't get any shorter, right? I think that's still safe to say. Yeah, okay. he's like a condor. Oh, he might have still grown an inch. He might have grown another <laughs> inch or two. I am in. That's going to do it. Uh, for this edition, we got our sleepers. Oh, I stand corrected. I forgot. Yeah. I went to sleep on the sleepers. Matt, <laughs> well, I'll jump in, Mike. I've got Patrick Johnson out of Tulane. And, you know, if you want production, that's all this guy did in 35, uh, in, in three seasons, uh, he had 21 sacks, uh, 35 tackles for a loss, six forced fumbles. I mean, he, this is a guy that knows how to get to the quarterback. And I know he's not going to test super well, uh, but I, I just think that this is a guy who's who's going to be in the rotation for you, and you're going to be glad that you drafted him. I think he'll be a good special teams player and, and do all those little things for you, uh, you know, as a, maybe a sixth or seventh round draft pick. I went with uh, Chris Rumpf the second out of Duke, and Chris Rumpf Sr. was a NFL player and is now the Bears defensive line coach, which – Absolutely shows up. I mean, this guy is very fundamentally sound, very productive, takes every snap extremely serious, looks like a defensive line coach's son, but he's 225 pounds. I mean, I don't know what you do with that. I mean, is he a lifetime special teamer? Can he get up to 240? I mean, that's the, the issue with him. I went with uh, a height, weight, uh, athleticism combination. Ellison Smith of Northern Iowa. And uh, no, I have never seen Ellison Smith play a football game, but I did watch the senior bowl and the guy kept showing up. He kept showing up in practices. He showed up in the game. He's long, he's ranging. He made a tackle on uh, one of those uh, quick receivers from Clemson, Amari Rogers on a reverse. He he stayed home and he got the guy on the ground in open field. And I thought, okay, it's not going to get uh, a whole lot more difficult than that. That's probably better than what he saw you know, playing defense at Northern Iowa. But uh, for a sleeper, uh, didn't have a season last year, but 14 sacks in 2019. I'll roll the dice on Northern Iowa. That is going to do it for our uh, edge rushers assessment. Uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, 
the uh, NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC uh, can be found. The videos of these uh, programs can be found on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. You can also hear the audio on the Triple Take podcast and on Steelers Nation Radio. And if you want to subscribe to that Triple Take podcast, you can do that uh, wherever you download uh, your favorite on-demand audio content. Uh, We'll be coming back at you again sooner rather than later with another position preview. Until then, for Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson, I'm Mike Pursuta. You've been uh, listening, watching, and hopefully enjoying the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC.